0: everybody, welcome back to Murder of Blows. It's just the second episode of 2020, I believe, I hope, that's the order that this goes in. Uh, This week, Violet is going to tell us the crazy, unsolved murder of, oh no, Leroy Carter Jr. I'm getting a nod from the producers. That's a yes. Okay, great. Uh, The murder of Leroy Carter Jr. That, it just, I'm going to, spoiler alert, it doesn't make sense. Uh, her writing is very good, but the the case itself does not make sense. There's a lot of twists and turns and corncops. Uh you'll see. I'm sorry. What do we what going on this week? It's great. It's a great story. Okay. Thanks for listening. My name's Macy and I'm joined by Sasha.
1: And Violet.
0: And Cody in spirit. Um, we double recorded. She wasn't able to make tonight but that's okay we missed this is also kind of a conspiracy case i did some name drops that she would know so cody we can't wait to hear your thoughts on this case uh, enjoy the episode mm-hmm. recording and now i'm sad because we talked a mad elevator game that was a good one yeah was a good one sorry normally it's my fault normally we're always recording so we can always have those gems in our lives but it's
1: all good
0: have you ever been slightly intoxicated in an elevator i have two of these stories actually one time i got into an elevator and i was like up and it didn't go up and i was like and i was just standing there and the elevator door wouldn't close and i was like what the fuck is happening i never pushed the floor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> the other one is when you get into an elevator with someone you're not sure you'll like and so you like press the floor that you think you'll need or like mm-hmm. one or two before and so you're like 14 and then you make eye contact with them and then also press 12 and then make eye contact with them and also press 16 <laughs> oh my god you're both so
1: chaotic <laughs> where am i going you'll never know I'm just like, can I get to my floor so I can get out of here? Thanks. Yeah. I feel like I've only had two elevator experiences like that. Uh, elevators freak me out, usually, because it means I'm in the air. And that, as you may or may not know, scares me. <laughs> um, are we recording or am I just... No, okay. You're, you're
0: good. Oh, Tell okay. Us about your Fear of uh, elevator edition.
1: I already did that. Uh, but no, um, what always crosses my mind... Uh, anytime I'm in, ele- in an elevator, is one, how I want to play the elevator game, which supposedly opens you up to another portal, and you'll see a very strange woman with hair in her face walk onto your elevator. And yeah, it's so cool. I watch people play it all the time. It's always fake. Sucks. Um, but maybe one day I will enter a dimensional portal and live out a horror movie. Who knows? How do you play the game? You have to like go to... I think it has to be on like a at least 13th floor uh mm-hmm. hotel and you have to like go back and forth to certain floors and then it's like once you hit this cert this one certain floor it might be floor 13 um if a woman gets onto your elevator you're just supposed to let her pick the floor and like ride it out and it whenever she gets off the floor like you're not supposed to talk or anything it's yeah, I can't remember how it's played exactly because there's a lot of steps, but it's a lot of back and forth, up and down, and uh, potentially like creepy nightmare dimension. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and I also think of the time I almost fought that guy at that convention
0: nice. for
1: trying to hit on Sasha and then trying to hit on Danielle. <laughs>
0: Was an interesting elevator ride.
1: I made him take a different elevator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get in and out. <laughs> so like we were just looking at each other the whole way up. <laughs> what? And so we, we were just all looking at each other the whole way up. It was silent. It was nice. Yeah. I was waiting at the bus. Go, go ahead.
1: Oh no, go ahead.
0: Well, I was waiting at the bus stop today, and this is after I say this is after like three hours of being on various buses to run my errands. Um, I was at a bus stop, and it's a bus stop where there's like neighborhoods on the right and an interstate on the left, so there's nothing really around for me to do. And I was waiting and waiting, and I was sitting on the bench, like my butt was on the bench, but my legs were fully out, so I almost looked like a. I yes. was like at an angle. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Straight line Maisie. Straight line Maisie, and I had my headphones in, and I'm like, my hands are in my pockets. I'm fully, like, shrunk into my sweater. you a sock. I'm a sock, and I see this uh, two legs in my peripheral come up to me, and this guy is standing right there, and he looks, like, my age, like, super well-dressed, like a nice pea coat, tight jeans, and he was like, what's your name? I saw him mouth that, and then I took my headphone out, and I was like, what? He was like, what's your name? And I was like, Ann, and he was like, just wanted you to know you're very pretty. Oh, Um, fuck you. Well, listen, and I said, thank you. And then I, I, like, didn't move the whole time. I was just like, thank you. And (laughs) then he smiled, and he walked away. And that was... Oh, I hate it. No, no, no. no, no. I appreciated that that's all it was. That he didn't try to conversate further. He didn't linger. He immediately turned away. And literally, like, poof. I didn't see him at all. And I was like, maybe he's gonna be on my bus. Like, I was looking out for him. I kept checking that, side. So I'd be like, don't come back here. I don't have anywhere to go. Oh, <laughs> and he did. No. But uh, that's just to say, if you feel the urge to go and talk to someone, and they don't you know, reciprocate, just walk away. That's Sorry. the right thing to do. That is right.
1: Yeah. 100%. Oh, shit, I opened a beer without finishing the other one. Oh, mama. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of human interaction i guess well um but definitely like un like i don't know even sometimes people walk into my office and i guess because i'm there they just like feel the need feel the need to fill the silence so they'll be like how was your new year and i was like it was fine i just hung out with my fiance and my cats and my dog and it was very chill and they were like oh I'm sad because I'm single. And I'm like, okay, sucks for you. (laughs) You're in my (laughs) office. (laughs) I have this awful, awful phrase that I've adopted. I don't know where I grabbed it from, but lately I've been saying sucks to suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you told this to your coworker. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. I was like, sucks to suck. And they were just like, yeah, we were in a relationship for nine years. And I was like, oh, fuck. I've like entered into like a whole like sob story. So I just, like, casually put in a headphone and waited until someone else <laughs> walked into the office.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah. I'm See, pretty oblivious to everything, though. That's well, what
0: I'm about. Just walk away.
1: Yeah, but... just... You can usually tell when people want to engage in conversation, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's one thing I'll pat myself on the back about, it may not be to register when I shouldn't keep talking. Um... In some aspects but like I'm pretty good at ending conversations if I don't want to have them so like with waiters or and and Eric and I have must have some of those faces where everyone's like I bet I can just talk at you forever <laughs> and yeah I like that you just re-entered sock mode though maybe oh that yeah I'm nice. like fully
0: reclined as I can be sitting on the ground <laughs> I love it my boss is doing this really annoying thing where he's like you're going to have kids in 2020 or early 2021 and like I have explicitly stated that I am not interested in kids at all and he was like so was I and when you have the right time and I'm like I'm why do not... <laughs> people want to put their kid agenda on you I don't know because I'm very not interested and so now I just tell them stories about my cat or dog every time <laughs> So you're gonna have a kid soon and I'm like, Yeah, my dog did the damnedest thing yesterday. It was so cute, I love him so much. Just <laughs> spew cat and dog shit everywhere. <laughs> like Spew cat and dog shit. You heard it I here don't first. Care about your babies.
1: I've definitely never understood that either. Anytime you're like, Oh yeah, I got engaged, you're like, That's great. When do you want babies? Oh, you're gonna get pregnant. Oh, what if you're pregnant? And like abortion. <laughs> it literally I just started saying I think you can ask Maisie actually (laughs) our old store manager would be like Violet what would you do if you turned up pregnant I was like volunteer to work the truck so I can live tons of heavy shit and she was like she was like that's not funny and I was like I'm just being honest (laughs) like I'm a mess right now. There's no way I can bring a child into this world. Half of Australia is on fire. Actually, hopefully, it's not by the time this episode comes out. Oh my but god! For, I saw that. Predicting it on January second, like, no, yeah, there's see. no coral reef. I can't have a baby right now.
0: <laughs> you see <laughs> like, the coral reef Pokemon
1: that from like
0: the last version and the coral, like, Yeah, from this version, uh-uh. and she's like dead now. She's like gray so, and sad uh, and dead. It's all uh, fucked up. Pokemon uh, out here talking about climate crisis.
1: Yeah, for real. Which is it's something real life now. <laughs> I threw so much shade in this. I'm building uh, an environmental proposal uh, uh, slideshow uh, for a company's budget meeting. And I, like, made shade that we, so, like, for those of you that don't realize, solar panels are great for the environment, yes. But you also have to think when, like, people mass produce solar panels, they're wiping out fields of land. Mm. Like, we have to cut down tons of trees. So, it's a very, like, double-edged sword with solar panels. Um, and I have no problem, like, shoving that down people's throats. Um, and my company, fun fact, uh, doesn't recycle anything. Wow. Anything. Yeah. At all. It seems counterintuitive. But so I like pitched an Earth Day thing, like joining up with our local city uh, that my company is based out of and like doing an Earth Day thing. And everyone was like, oh, well, that's dumb. And like literally in my slideshow, it's like um, since we're a solar panel company, like we should do more for the environment since we do take a hit of it. Like literally. Mm hmm. And I was like, I feel like some people don't understand this. <laughs> like, pretty much, I called out half of the staff in my company that doesn't think climate change is real.
0: That hmm. well, doesn't make any sense. Recycling is not hard. <laughs> Actually, I know. it's a little harder than I thought it was because there are tons of things I thought were recyclable that definitely aren't.
1: Oopsie. But single-use
0: plastics are, and straws. Unless, Um, that no, straws are not recyclable. Oh, straws are not? No. -mm. So
1: that's why we just shouldn't use
0: them. Yes, they get Mm. in the, unless, hey, hold on. Straws amount to like 0.03% of all the waste in the ocean, and 50% of all ocean waste is fucking plastic from fishermen. So the fishing industry should be regulated, and if you need to fucking use a straw to drink because you need that capability, for whatever reason, use a fucking straw. So that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> love it. Refer back to episode insert number here, where we ranted about single-use plastics. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that
1: a lot. But I did get to incorporate one of my favorite sayings, which is "We can do better." Thanks, Jim Jeffries. I love uh, it. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's like one of the few things I've ever been excited about in my job. <laughs> just getting yeah. people to wake the fuck up because the earth is dying
0: <laughs> i love it
1: it's fine
0: <sighs> i saw a really hilarious tiktok it was like uh it was based out of you know being around your family for the holidays and it said something about like it had somebody being a boomer and it was like millennials are always on their phone blah 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 and then it had gen xers being like or what gen x is before us right and Gen Z is after us. Yes. So it had Gen Z being like, oh, I'm not gonna, like, I'm just trying to have fun, live my life, because we're all gonna die in 10 years anyway. And it has a millennial being like, yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, too real. Too real. I realize TikToks don't sound funny when you have to explain them.
1: <laughs> it's hard to explain TikToks, though. Period. It is. Ever.
0: Um, you can just follow me on TikTok and like just to see what I like. I haven't posted anything and I never will. But my avatar is a dog. That's not my dog. It's like a cartoon of a dog growling. And my um, username is Hey X Wait all lowercase. <laughs> so go see the videos I like. <laughs> I love it. That's it. TikTok endorsement. TikTok endorsement. Sponsored. Never gonna make a video.
1: It's legit so much fun. I enjoy it so much. The last one I made was so much fun. It's I'm pretty
0: just- sure I TikTok off my phone because I was literally spending an hour and a half on it. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. It's bad. <sighs> I, try- I was
0: postponing going to bed. Oh, yeah. I do uh-huh. watch it all the time. Oh, yeah. I did oh, add it yeah. to the third page of my phone, though, so I have to make like a conscious two- two-page two mm-hmm. scroll to be like, you're going to do this. You have to
1: commit to it
0: yeah i was overriding the time limit it was like you've reached your limit for today and i was like go fuck yourself
1: oh okay but that shit does make me mad any time back way 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 back we fit used to tell me to take a break and i was like we fit you're the one that told me i was obese i have to be here (laughs) don't yell at me for playing the soccer game for two hours straight this is your doing and then Netflix, are you sure you're still watching this? Uh, duh. I'm
0: oh, sorry. I am watching.
1: <laughs> I promise. I promise oh you. It even God. upsets me too when I like put it on to go to sleep. Um. So I love to fall asleep to Cheers. This is a very fun fact about Violet. Um, I love Cheers almost as much as I love the Twilight Zone, Uh. which are my two favorite things to fall asleep to. Wow. And it infuriates me when I wake up uh, from a nightmare and night terror uh, from Boris scratching the shit out of his litter box into another country. And I see, are you still watching Cheers? Like, no, I'm not. But you know what? Ted Danson's voice soothes me. So put it back on.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love that you've conditioned yourself to go to sleep to that. I bet you fall asleep within like three and a half minutes of turning it on.
1: Easy. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think it grew from... When I was a kid, I would fall asleep to Batman the Animated Series.
0: Hell yeah. And
1: so there were some nights where I wouldn't even get past the intro music and I would be out.
0: That's how I am with Wee Bear Bears.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I used to love to fall asleep to Wee Bear Bears. But especially, so I would watch Wee Bear Bears on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And whenever it was done like with a certain run it used to just change tv shows so i'd wake up to family guy and be immediately Ah, upset i was falling
0: asleep to cable no one wants that shit that's why we're here that's why we're here yeah i used to wake up (laughs) i don't remember what i would fall asleep to but it was on uh I guess it was Comedy Central because I would wake up at like three to the opening song of China, Illinois, and I would be so oh. pissed because yes. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. Yes. Because it's just that
1: guy going, China, Illinois, China, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. I used to, God. I mean, okay. So in like middle school and high school, I would only fall asleep to horror movies, but I had to break that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um and only because I was raised in an era before Blu-rays, before like self timers. Actually, I, there might have been a self timer, but I didn't know how to use it. Um where we would have looping DVD menus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh now the best was a looping dvd menu that would just start the movie after a certain amount of time but i will tell you what the grudge did not do that (laughs) yeah i would wake up to that all the time and i'd be like why did i do this why did i fall asleep to the grudge uh the shining also same um even if the shining though started playing again like it was not worth it waking up to those twins in the hallway or like The blood funnel was always like, where am I? Stop it. (laughs) That that,
0: (laughs) that part is what fucks with me. Nothing else in that movie fucks with me but this. Thank you, Mrs. Dorrets. Hate it.
1: I'm gonna I hate to bring it to you, but if I were a kid, that's definitely what I'm teaching them to do.
0: If I have a kid that's I want you to teach them to do that.
1: Well, in all fairly without John
0: knowing, so he'll come home one day and the kid oh, just like, hey, yeah, think
1: he'll be like, What the and It's time to take our baby to the Exorcist. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Not my house. Not my house. There's so many moments when I watch like we were watching this movie last night and uh this kid was like Facebook live his uh trek into an abandoned haunted hotel and uh <laughs> And he was like, all right, guys, I'm at the hotel, and the door swung open, and Eric and I looked at each other, and we're like, there's no fucking way I would go in there. Like, there's no way I'd be like, gotta keep doing it. I'd be like, and that's Facebook Live, everyone. Have a good day. <laughs> Have
0: <laughs>
1: a good day. are real, bye. <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> I love um, it. Hi, welcome to the pseudo-Halloween episode. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Hi, i right. two day days, days into the year. Welcome.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Actually, Um, you
0: will be listening to this on January 12th, 13th, whatever. January 13th!
1: It's like a Monday. We say that we release on
0: Mondays, but we really release on Sunday nights. P.S. if you ever are looking for a little Sunday night something.
1: Pro tip.
0: It's late. You should be in bed getting ready to go to work the next day, but whatever.
1: That's right. I'm telling you, that's where I am. And... I know that when I have trouble sleeping and you need that conditioning to go to work, some of you have uh, pre-bedtime rituals that involve our sponsors, Arcadian Grooming, and a blank slate labs. Maisie, tell them what they've won. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh,
1: that was good. Uh,
0: So, uh, Arcadian is a pomade company ran by our friends Allie and Eric Dale. And uh, I, first of all, we've been promoting them literally since day one, over two years now. Um, If this is new to you, hi, welcome, (laughs) I'll say welcome to my channel because I watch a lot of YouTube, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Arcadian Grooming is a pomade company, it is, we have it in our house. John uses it every single day. I use some variation of one of their products every single day. Um, they have pomade. They've they've mastered the clay pomade, which is apparently, like, kind of unheard of. So that's kind of rad. Um, they have a scruffy hand scrub that I use. My I have eczema, and my hands are, like, super flaky and dry right now. And that scruffy hand stuff, I mean, it, the, the grittiness feels really good. And then when you rinse it off, it's just like a baby's butt. Like an oiled up baby's butt. It feels so good. Um, you have the chapstick, which I love. I have at least three of those. Thank you very much, Allie. And they have just really great stuff. You should check them out. Violet? Nope. That's the other one. Um, what else? I used the grapeseed balm oh. in Jeremiah where he wears hats. And the, yes. s- the winter, gets really dry skin around his forehead. And he was like, I have no idea what to do. Like, the shampoo's not helping. Like, he thought it was dandruff. And I was like, it's dry skin. I took literally just touched it because it melts with your body heat and like just dabbed it on his forehead. Fucking cured. <laughs> it's <gone>. It also <laughs> smells so good.
1: Oh my yeah. God. Like, I yeah. want to
0: stick a wick in it. I have to go stick get a some. wick in it. <laughs> stick I a wick in it. it. I've said downstairs. that before about their products, but I wasn't kidding. Um,. Yeah, so go check out ArcadianGrooming.com. Check out Arcadian Official on Instagram. Use the code MurderBlows all lowercase. You get fifty percent off of your order because they love us and we love them and we just want you to not be crusty uh, and crusty in twenty twenty and have good hair. So check them out. Also, their sister company is called Blank Slate Labs. I it's more of a skincare related. Uh, Violet swears. By their lip scrub. I use the uni oil every single day. I need to get more of it. Um it's just really good stuff. They it, it's a it's a couple that makes really good products out of East Tennessee, and it's just very sweet, and it's all just fucking good. Just check it out. We talk about True. it every single episode. You are literally with
1: it. you the, they have all of scrubs. Oh my gosh. Okay, also pro tip with the grapeseed balm. Um, for those of you that are new to listening, I got a bad perm. I know in 2019, uh, I got a a perm. I guess every perm is bad now, but no. I was
0: going to say, I can't believe they even like let people get perms anyway.
1: Oh yeah, apparently <laughs> it's making a comeback, but apparently not on my hair because it fried it to oblivion. And, um, in that process, uh, I will get random, especially right after I shower, I'll get random patches. I don't think I have any because I use the grapeseed balm. Um, but I'll get random just ends where they're just fried and dry and awful. And I literally just put a little bit on my fingertips and then hit the ends. So like, if you bleach your hair a lot, if you put a lot of color products in it, if you uh, blow dry your hair a lot, if you straighten it curl it whatever if you add it especially after you curl it if you add it to the ends it just hydrates it and it's like brand new it's good yeah yeah i love it i'm obsessed truly <laughs> like oh the only things i'll promote is my own podcast horror movies my friends things and arcadian and blank slate labs
0: <laughs> that's a solid plan uh you can check out blank slate labs BlankSlateLabs.com, BlankSlateLabs on Instagram, and the same code works on both sites, so MurderBlows, all lowercase, also gets you 15% off, and you should just do yourself a favor and check it out. Free shipping, all the time.
1: All the time. Yeah. I'm also, uh, just as another pro tip, I do not promote my podcast probably nearly as much as I should, um, but I will promote Arcadian and Blank Slate Labs. uh... To people that like complain in like uh, pretty much anywhere in the department, they're like, Oh, my hands are so dry, they're cracking. I'm like, Okay, hear me out. Use Let's code Murder hands. Blows. <laughs> Don't ask where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get you 15% off. Tell them we sent you. Hear me out. Hear yeah. Me out. Oh, yeah. Me out.
0: Violet, what are we hearing about today?
1: Oh, God um <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so i thought it, originally it'd be really really fun uh to do a case on y2k Ooh. Okay. And the panic that it, it ensued but honestly it was so boring to read about
0: it's fascinating though if you're a nerd and everyone's like everyone made it all up and it never happened but it did happen yeah kind
1: of. there were legit errors which uh is actually like kind of interesting but i really just didn't want to sit here and talk about how like calendars just like ran out on computers. computer <laughs> like, what do we do oh. I like, love it. like it it, it it was very like but it wasn't culty i was actually looking for an end of the world cult uh that like spawned during y2k but there
0: is um one, though. i can't remember what it was
1: um, me neither. Heaven—they kept recommending me to Heaven's Gate, which you guys will definitely be getting this year. So uh, strap yes. yourselves in for that. Um Did definitely. You
0: know that the WWE like 2K20 game, uh huh, encountered a Y2K like bug on January first. Really. Yeah, it made the game unplayable because
1: Dang.
0: they, they didn't program it to accept 2020, even though their name is.
1: It's wild, and well, and what's weird about that too is like, sorry, I'm not doing a case on Y2K. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, but what's interesting about it, it was literally just like the code, a lot of codes and programs read. The year 2000, the same way as 1900, because it just took the double zero. So everyone was just like, oh, oh," like it couldn't compute that the 1900s existed in modern time. So it just shut everything down.
0: The first sign, I know I hate this, but the first sign of the Y2K bug Uh was a grocery store rejecting canned food because they said it was out of date. Mm hmm with the 2000 expiration date that had yeah. in 1988 in
1: sanoflex wild um however i'm uh doing an unsolved case yeah um it was one that i thought wasn't gonna be big enough uh but is so fascinating um i left my sources at work um, where I totally didn't do this case. Um, right,
0: I'll put them in the comment box below.
1: Yeah, I know it's Reddit, LA Times, oh, the 13th hour, 13th.
0: That TV, you love that
1: one. Yeah, yeah 13 floor floor mm-hmm. Um And I think there's one more. I will definitely link all of them, though, because uh, they were all pretty helpful except for Reddit. Um, but I did Weird. find yeah.
0: wild. That I know. Typically, is very helpful.
1: I know. It was just like, here's this case. Here's the L.A. Times article. What do oh, you all think about blank enough. religion? And I was like, okay, well, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. but I did write this. uh so if it sounds very like, I don't know, artsy fartsy. P.S. Pilot is,
0: is a fucking great writer. Like, better than expected. That sounds mean. <laughs>
1: no i appreciate it i I'm like the, i right. like i like very bad on, i'm
0: very honest which hurts people's feelings but what i meant was blew me out of the water so
1: Are you talking let's about my Violet's star wars fan articles. fiction no. <laughs> <I am. laughs> um well thank you i really actually appreciate that i i, I enjoy it <laughs> believe it or not Um, (laughs) I really just have a good old ball with it Um, All right. so on February 7th 1981 29 year old uh, Leroy Carter Jr. was making his way through Golden Gate Park in San Francisco a homeless Vietnam veteran was seeking an isolated area where he would be able to sleep for the night that's Leroy Um, after a bit of a trek he managed to find a secluded area next to Alverd Lake where he set up camp for the night the sleeping bag he slept in would unfortunately be the place where his body would be found the next no. morning. Yes. Um, also, this is so wild. Uh, I definitely want to link the website where I read the most information because they didn't just only have information on this case, but like they had information on when that is potentially connected. They had information on like the like economy of the area and the history of it is very interesting
0: that's my um there's
1: also a podcast on it unresolved.com that's what it was okay i'm pretty sure that's where i got the bulk of my information from um so for such a gruesome story that you're about to hear the papers only mentioned it in a small blurb practically hidden at the very back of the the newspaper, like one of the last articles. Um, and the reason for this was probably because the homeless population had increased dramatically after the hippie movement uh died out in the nineteen sixties and the drugs in the area in California or San Francisco turned from psychedelics to heroin in the seventies. Um due to this like kind of factor, like um Leroy Carter Jr. became just another dead homeless man in the obituaries. Um so like homeless people stabbing each other and dying was like no big deal in this area because of the heroin addiction, uh, that was running rampant through this area. And the, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it. So, uh, if not, just remind me of the homeless population in this area. Um, Leroy Carter Jr. Was born on September 17th, 1951, Louisiana. Uh, his early life documentation is very slim, but it is no, it was known that he served in the United States Marine Corps as a private first class before returning home to the States without an actual home to return to. Uh, He managed to make his way to San Francisco. Yeah. After hearing that the community was a little more open to the homeless population. Um, They said a range of about, it would go up and down, but it really increased in the seventies and uh, early eighties from like 40 homeless people living in the golden gate park to 200. uh, Like a constant flow. Yeah. Yeah uh so uh unfortunately he also became involved with some small petty crimes stealing thievery loitering and things of that nature but the crimes were all generally direct results of his homelessness homelessness uh he was essentially just a desperate like uh struggling veteran like trying to stay afloat uh which was really big after vietnam uh because people didn't really i mean they drafted essentially anyone and everyone you know so pretty sad um in the early morning hours of sunday february 8th 1981 san francisco police officer james doherty was called out to a grizzly scene at golden gate park well actually i'm sorry yeah okay um He did not know he was walking into a grizzly scene. Uh, A young woman had turned in a backpack she had found on her morning run and described it to be spattered with blood. Officer Doherty arrived at the park around noon in the pouring rain when he discovered the remains of Leroy Carter Jr. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, His head had been severed and done so with expert precision in place of the head okay so this next fact i read different things on every single website um some people said that there were two like corn cobs like whole like husks of corn jammed into uh the stump of his neck but other websites said it was two corn kernels that can't be right very different things (laughs) very different when i saw kernels i was like so much exponentially smaller, um one is difficult, the other is insignificant, yeah, truly, um, and also um the removed wing of a chicken, uh so not like I'm not talking like k f c like an actual wing of a chicken um let's see uh police also found there remained several mutilated chickens roughly fifty yards away from where the body was found. Uh, A thorough search of Golden Gate Park was conducted, but failed to turn up any sign of the victim's head or murder weapons or evidence, in essence, to lead to who had done this. The only way police were able to identify his body was due to matching fingerprints from his criminal record. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So here's a name that I'm sure when Cody listens to this episode, she's going to freak out about. I didn't recognize it, but I 100% should have. Um, Sandy Gallant was an investigator with the San Francisco Police Department, uh, and she was called in to begin investigating uh, Leroy's murder. Gallant had recently worked on cases related to Jonestown founder Jim Jones, whose followers had just committed mass suicide down in Guyano a little over a year prior to her assignment to Carter Jr.'s murder. Uh, she had been deemed the closest thing to a cult expert within the San Francisco Police Department and became the go-to uh for cases involved with the occult. Some even deemed her as the cult cop. Um, after going through the case files, Detective Gallant started to note similarities between this case and sacrificial rituals uh performed in Santa. Oof. Not just the Sublime Song. Right. Uh, catchy as it is. I saw Sasha like. I felt like she really held in singing it. <laughs> I'm still trying. Um, sorry, you'll have to hear it quite a bit more. Um, she started no. to dig into various like spawn branches from Santeria that involved other beliefs such as Aztec blood rites, Haitian style voodoo, Catholicism, and even <laughs> devil worship. Oh, I made note that one. I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, uh find it very odd that Catholicism and devil worship are right next to each other, but I'm not going to make that a big deal. Um, this was also the time where uh, satanic panic was steadily growing fear across America. Um, unfortunately, as she continued research on Santoria, she discovered that not much was really known about it because it was 1981. So... Uh, With that, Sandy Gallant decided to consult Charles Wetley, a man stated to be one of the leading experts in research on Santeria in the U.S. Uh, He worked as a coroner of Dade County, Florida. Um, As the consultation went on, Gallant returned with multiple theories on the unsolved murder of Leroy. But unfortunately, these results still didn't get her any closer uh, to who had committed the crime. So the article I read was like really hyping her up that she was doing a great job, but just saying um i mean she she never found any kind of there were no leads like there was no evidence so all of her work into like researching santeria seemed kind of unimportant to me um just because i don't really care what religion killed this man i just want to know who did it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so sorry i added that shade in there (laughs) um Her theories were baffling to her superiors, but only because it was something that no one had seen before there. Uh, Most commonly in offshoots surrounding Santeria, um, she believed that his brain was used to create a ritualistic brew, um, possibly even using his eyes and ears, which would also be consumed. Uh, In a later interview with LA Times, Gallant stated, at the end of those 21 days, so like, I didn't add this in, Uh, but whoever killed this guy, uh, Leroy would have taken his head and kept it for 21 days and like brewed the stew with his brains and stuff. Uh, If the priest deemed it appropriate, he would actually sleep in an area with the severed head and with the cauldron that was brewing the brew um, for yet another 21 day period uh, after the murder. So, then on the forty-second day, uh, he discards the head in close proximity to where he had taken it from. To him, this or her, sorry, uh, this was a sacred way of returning the head to the body. Not sure why, but uh, unfortunately, the theory was ignored, and even. Uh, gallant and her partner lost faith in her own determination on that idea she said we were literally laughed at by our homicide investigators and our chief detectives it was like give me a break this stuff just doesn't happen
0: you don't know that something <laughs> happens uh, until yeah. it does. like I didn't think people jacked off into toys and then boiled them but they do it's I've true. seen photographic evidence it's true <laughs> Where did we yeah. go?
1: <laughs> Where did we go?
0: We went weird mm-hmm. because well, the fucking world is insane. It's
1: weird, yeah. Um, And on March 22nd, 1981, exactly 42 days after the murder of Leroy Carter Jr., Sandy Gallon and her partner returned to the scene of the crime. No one had been actively monitoring the area because, after all, the theory was kind of paper-thin. Um, The pair began walking through the park before they stumbled along a patch of weeds next to Albert Lake. There in the weeds was the decomposing head of Leroy Carter Jr. Ew, they were right. So this is what is kind of infuriating to me, and I'm sure her, um, but not only had the murderer been able to avoid getting caught at the scene of the crime, but also returning a severed head in broad daylight to that area.
0: What you, like a suitcase this is like 1980 still right
1: yeah and i mean like a severed head
0: how do you do that a bowling bag like a bowling ball Decompose. bag
1: yeah but like yeah it's just odd and i mean she kind of talks about it in this next statement our problem was even though our homicide detectives didn't buy it my partner and i weren't out there doing surveillance on the 42nd day either um, I think looking back on it, we had a real difficult time ourselves believing that something like this could happen, even though it was our theory to begin with. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: that's fair. Duh.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, I get it, but I just don't, I guess I can't wrap my head around not even checking yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, <laughs> just that saying
0: Head. Also, had to have stunk, right?
1: Like, bad. Like, did you take a bus? Like, it's California. Everybody walks.
0: It's San Francisco, you said? Yeah. That's a huge public transport town
1: in 1981.
0: Also, it's hot. Not really. It's because it's Mm. on the bay. It's fucking cold. Oh, and it's February. I was so excited and I needed a goddamn jacket. I was pissed. Anyway.
1: Um, this is kind of wild. Uh, oh, God. This next stuff makes me so mad. After this discovery of a severed head, police finally began to looking into the ritualistic sacrifice angle, but obviously too little too late. Um, so the uh, police uh, went and found this guy, Dale Griffiths. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Bill you, Griffiths, you wanted us to react but we don't know what you know <laughs> uh, uh i as soon as i read this i was mad i was like get out <laughs> go home uh all the rest of the stuff really just pisses me off but uh so this is the so-called expert that spoke alongside uh detective gallant and uh he was called upon in later years by the prosecution to testify against Damien Eccles, Jason Baldwin, and Jesse Miss Kelly Jr., better known as the West Memphis Three. Oh my God. So he was the one being like, oh yeah, the, these boys oh no. ritualistically sacrificed these two little boys oh no. for their own satanic pleasures. Yeah. So mm. Dale Griffiths, if you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Hard. Uh so Gallant was interviewed in this is wild too. And this is something uh unresolved.com goes into and it's so fascinating. But I didn't want to take away from uh Leroy uh Leroy's death, because I just think it's fucking wild. Um but Gallant was interviewed in nineteen eighty nine on the death of another man, Mark Kilroy. and stated that she no longer believed that Carter was murdered in the name of Santeria, but rather believers of more obscure black magic-obsessed cults like Palomayambe. In fact, there were like, so, how do I put this? Uh, Mark Kilroy, uh, his skull had been harvested for a ritual similar to the one uh, Gallant had predicted nearly a decade prior Uh, for Leroy Carter Jr., and like with the whole brew thing, his head reappeared and like on the or his skull reappeared on the 42nd day, very similar, uh, eight years apart. Um, but uh, as dedicated to finding Carter's murderer as Gallant supposedly was, and I say supposedly because I think she's a little crazy, but uh, she was also or she also became an outspoken opponent of the popular role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons, and she would provide lectures to schools and parents, warning them of its connection to occult, murder, and suicide. What
0: What murder? It's so crazy how that went down, because if you've ever played Dungeons & Dragons, it's like... <laughs> so fucking different from murder. So the most. different. The There's most no Satan in that game.
1: In fact, nine times out of ten it's like good versus evil teamwork.
0: Good always. Team leads, building. Yeah. Using your skills to help others. Like it's four Fart plus hours of nerds playing pretend.
1: <laughs> Literally. Um it's so. exhausting
0: too. So oh yeah, where's <laughs> you me to kill f- someone out? after that? No, no. <laughs> you're There's just simply no tired. <laughs> it's I'm not kidding. I play every Monday, and after that, I'm like more tired than if I had worked out. Because you got to deal with other people's choices. Mm-hmm. You have got a DM that no shit you don't, which is frustrating, mm-hmm. but also fun.
1: Yeah,
0: it's fun. I love it. This is why I do it every Monday. Anyway, not Satan. That's Sasha out. Yeah, not Satan. Sasha Um, out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she was, uh, Sandy Gallant was like, pretty responsible for a lot of uprising with Satanic Panic. And I think her working with Dale Griffiths, who like testified against the West Memphis Three without any... Like, it just says a lot to me. Like, I think it's very cool that she was like, oh, man, I found this crazy ritual that, like, might match the guy uh, that was murdered. Maybe we can find, like, who's in this ritual. I don't know what her angle was. But, I mean, I think she was doing good things and everyone, like, laughed in her face and didn't believe her. And then she was probably right, which sucks even more. Because then she was like, oh, if I'm right about this, Dungeons & Dragons is pure evil. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, just really ran with it. But poor Leroy Carter Jr.'s murder still hasn't been solved. There hasn't been any uh, advances with it, even with advances in technology. They've gone over the corn, the chicken, like, the body, like, it, everything they can with DNA. And the poor man's soul still is at unrest. Because it was Prob Satan. No, I don't know.
0: That's so... Like, what? I
1: don't, like, what could it have been? Um. So, I didn't read as deep into this uh, Mark Kilroy murder. But I definitely think it was connected. Um, I also think that... I mean okay so the odd thing is is the corn cobs and the chickens right Sure I mean like decapitation aside the corn cobs and the chicken like in the way he was decapitated it seemed very expertly done like it wasn't it was a clean cut they said Um so I mean it, this takes okay this is super gross but your spinal cord is thick Yeah A lot of people can't chop as much as I love when they do it in horror movies. They can't chop your head clean off. You know, I mean, like it's going to get stuck in that spinal cord and you're, yeah, you're screwed. Like, you know, you could really, you're more likely to bleed to death from just getting your jugular slit than you are a decapitation. But the fact that this was like expertly done to some like random homeless guy in a park where like 200 homeless people were living at the time it's just it's all a bunch of odd shit that i don't understand to be honest i mean like i just i think that's why i picked this case i had a couple more on my on my list and agenda but this one just stuck out to me because it made me angry
0: oh yeah this is not the one you asked about i totally forgot you asked Mm -hmm. about one earlier
1: yeah, definitely. And that that's also one I want to do this year. But that was one, too, that, you know, with this one, it was kind of a small case. And the more I looked into it, like, I mean, most of the articles I read were only like two to three paragraphs long. Right. And then Unresolved had like this whole thing on like the backstory of like certain Santeria uh, things. And then that other cult, um Poloy. Uh Mayambe, uh and then this Mark Kilroy guy, and how like they think that it was connected, and so whoever killed Mark Kilroy could have very well killed Leroy Carter Jr It's wild, and the fact that, like this lady has been tied with Jonestown, these two martyrs, and the West Memphis three sheesh. Yeah, like she successfully did one, maybe two things because she was the one they brought in on Mark Kilroy because she was right about Leroy Carter. Maybe not right, but I mean...
0: They found the head.
1: Yeah. There's there's also another murderer. He's pretty well known. Uh... I almost did a case on him too. There were a bunch of ones that I found. I was looking for satanic cults all last year because I don't believe in the devil. So I find satanic cults very fascinating. Um, <laughs> um Really because I think it's just more of the aesthetic that appeals people.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Like every time I'm like, oh, like Satan movies are so cool. Um, <laughs> but... People, I think, use it as an excuse to commit these really horrific crimes. And then it scares the... A big thing, too, is it terrifies people. It terrifies... Sorry, everybody. Brace yourselves. It terrifies fragile white Christian people. (laughs) Yeah. That's why you see a lot of these kids, you know, like the West Memphis Three and... If if you tag on Satan to anything, wasn't it Richard Ramirez too? Mm-hmm. Like said he was working for Satan, and it, it's like it's just an excuse to scare people. Well, like they know what they're doing, huh? Son of Sam, yeah, son of Sam. Like all these people just do these things, and and I think it's just to terrify uh, the vast majority of people in America. Yeah, you know, and people people feed into it.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people get like a feeling of worth or power by scaring people. It's a way to control people. It means you have a mental illness, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's unfortunate. The people that feel like they need to be in control that can't in their daily Mm -hmm. lives that have determined that they can terrorize other people.
1: Definitely. That was also something that was mentioned um, in the case of Leroy was that uh, with being a Vietnam veteran, there's a very good chance that the reason why he couldn't like hold down on a job or anything was because people didn't understand mental illness and he probably had PTSD oh, uh, from being in the Marine hardcore. Corps. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. also
0: where they started using Agent Orange, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so who knows what was like mentally unwell with this poor guy, you know?
0: Not to mention soldiers are the like some of the lowest paid people <laughs> like ever. And they aren't given training on how to manage finances. And for a lot of people, that ends up being the most they've ever been paid for their first time in their lives. And they just blow it all because they have no idea what savings is. They're being deployed, which means that they might die. So a lot of them sell off all their assets before they go. Um, it's, it's a bad time. So even if he didn't have anything wrong with him, he came back. of it with no help, and no money, and no place to live, and we just accepted that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it was so, what's wild about it too, is that, I mean, this is a pretty gruesome murder, even for 1981. I mean, like, I feel like you would hear this more commonly nowadays, but this was the early, early, literal early 80s, and even if he was just a homeless guy, he was decapitated in a public park. And, like, his body was desecrated. You know what I mean?
0: Very popular public park.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, it just, it doesn't make a whole, so the park was really well known. They go into this in the article as well uh, for being, like, a hotbed for uh, the hippie movement. Like, that's where a lot of them lived uh, during that time and, like, built communes and stuff. So the fact that, like, this was almost like the bad side of town, but I mean, it it had its its monumental. There was a, a corner; it was like something on the corner of Ashbury, but it was like very, very, very well known in San Francisco. Um, so the fact that this murder happened and no one was talking about it at all—I had never heard of it. <clears throat> um,
0: isn't it weird? Just the also, media does and doesn't tell you.
1: hmm <laughs> T- Especially like. Yeah, with the Vietnam vets thing. So I was very curious to hear Cody's opinion. Oh, no. But it's fine. It's fine. She'll have she's to tell very... us on the next one. Yeah, she's very missed on these two episodes, which were uh, laced with conspiracy. Please
0: um, don't tell us your theories, Cody. We'll oh, dedicate yeah. a whole segment to it next week. True, true. There you go. Um. You won't listen to the second one before next... Never mind. It's fine. Oh,
1: that's fine. (laughs) Um, So instead of doing what we like... And we didn't do resolutions for... Is that the first episode of 2020? The last one we recorded? So, how about... Instead, we do... What is your podcast resolution for 2020? What is your Murder Blows resolution what do you want to see with this podcast in twenty twenty? I like all the faces.
0: <laughs> I wanna introduce mini sods.
1: Ooh. Minisodes. Ooh.
0: Let me see what's your resolution. <laughs> um I really wanna get a new logo out. Yay. Surprise. I think we need a little rebranding. Down, Blow Hearts. We've been working on that for since we started <laughs> yeah it's just a little discouraging it's hard mm-hmm. to pick it is hard to pick but i also want to like i want to do right by an artist and pay them and i wanted to be one of a kind i don't know
1: yeah I, don't know what it's I hard want. to do we're in a very saturated market yeah, for a real literally. yeah
0: if you guys have been listening since episode one, you might remember the Microsoft Word logo I put together. It was a uh, maroon to black gradient. Real hot. I think I still have it on my phone. Nice, it. A nice throwback. <laughs> I made this one on Canva. Like, honestly, if you are a blowhard, send us your designs if you want to. To yeah, think you want for real. To we'll pay you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll pick one someone sends us. That would be kind of rad, right? Okay, and legit, please just like help us pick a logo because I would wear a Murder Blows hoodie year-round. A Murder Blows dad cap. A Murder Blows coffee mug. Like, do you want it? Because I want it. I know I'm biased because it's like a podcast I co-host on, but I didn't Honestly, like how last episode I said my podcast a lot this our podcast i
0: mean you really did it we all feel I'm that way that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would definitely wear work. like a black hoodie and a dad hat
1: yes, yes. and a coffee and a crop mug top to <gasps> see don't you want murder blows merch because i oh, do <gasps> a dog t-shirt
0: yes okay, okay. you want I'm a onesie out for out your baby bigger <laughs> i know there has to be some artistic blowhards out there uh Ooh.
1: Send us your designs. Send design. us your logo designs, and and or I'm telling you, have, you, we're so picky. We're, we're really so not, picky. Like, I don't know. We're not. If you it's have in a, a good way. De-
0: <laughs> if you have a design idea, even like a concept, send that to us. We don't kind of even know where to start. We've started and restarted so many times. Uh, we're all just pretty indecisive, but we would love it if someone sent in some ideas uh you can listen to murderblows at gmail.com yes also i want to get better at the instagram after (laughs) thanksgiving happened i was like (laughs) goodbye
1: adios i know i was doing so good i was like here's my game plan i'm gonna spend a day on my cosplay instagram and then a day on murder blows instagram and i will back and forth it back and forth it but then there were days where I was watching anime and I was like, hmm, well, I can't really tell Murder Blows about it. I should probably tell the cosplay people because, one, they'll be super shocked I'm actually watching anime. <laughs> 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 yes. Violet, a cosplayer, actually watching anime? No. Oh. Um. So, yeah, but I'll help you, Maisie. I promise. I suck at okay. Instagram. It would, the thing that would help the
0: most is people just sending pictures from their cases, it's just me posting them. But now I have, like, a backlog. I just really need to sit down and give myself time to do it. <laughs> Look at that.
1: Well, I, I should have my next couple of cases planned, so. Put them in the fold. Yeah, just have those. Yeah.
0: What's your resolution,
1: Violet? Um, I want to hit big colts this year. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I've teetered around, even with this one, technically. Um teetered around some ones that i'm like oh i want to i want to do it right i want to do it right well i feel like i should you know just do it right um i i know a lot of people like podcasts that don't just cover the big topics but i'm actually a pretty big fan of the big topics and i want to see what i can do with them uh because cults cults are really what got me interested in true crime not paranormal um That was just kind of an add-on, because I like ghosts. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I want to do Heaven's Gate. I want to do Aram Sharinko, or however you pronounce it. I want to do the biggins. Bring on the biggins. We did Jonestown, where I yelled about how much I hated Jim Jones, (laughs) which is not the way I wanted to do that.
0: That episode was wild. I remember being depressed <coughs> for days.
1: <laughs> I know. I hate Jim Jones so much. I just remember getting so angry. Um, but yeah, I want to do more collabs with my fellow co hosts. Yeah. I want to see this podcast grow, but me personally, I just just want to start tackling the big boys. The big boys. Cases everybody knows, but they haven't heard it from my big dumb mouth, so <laughs> it's time.
0: Sometimes it's good to have a refresher. Like having Jean Binet Ramsey refresher was nice. God.
1: Did I miss the Jean Binet Ramsey episode? Yeah, yeah, I did. I know. The I'm only so.
0: One you've ever
1: missed. Literally, Murder Blows. Yeah. In all the years, I think, am I the only one that's only missed one episode? Well,
0: technically, I've missed none, but that's that's a technology thing.
1: No! <laughs> I was priding myself so hard on being like, I've never had perfect attendance in school, at work, at anything. Because I'm always like, I'm a tourist, so I need a mental health day. Um, I see you memes, but I was pretty attentive on Murder Blows, and I, I missed one freaking episode.
0: <sighs> I really listen to it. It's pretty good. It's one of our shorter ones too.
1: I know. I like the short episodes, which this is probably not <laughs> going to be. <laughs> I'm a busy lady. No, I'm just kidding. Um everyone just bothers me at work now about actual work things, so I can't listen to books or anything I love. Stupid work. No. <laughs> Maybe if we
0: come out with mini sods.
1: Yeah, mini sound like a good idea.
0: I'd say in ten minutes or less.
1: Ooh. Whoa.
0: I'm not playing games. Yeah, I got I probably yeah. I'll send you a sample I'm working on one. Okay, I'd love All
1: to right. hear this All right, everybody. you know what
0: else we like to hear? Our friends at the Snack Pack. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, snap. Fail. <laughs> I failed so hard. <laughs> Never No, they're always in the description. But our network friends, real life friends, snack friends, Trader Joe's friends. Apple tasting ikea, ikea going <laughs> reporter on the street style snack cast snack pack podcast friends go listen to their podcast it's great it's really a lot of fun we're gonna get back into it we everyone took a massive break at the holidays yo dog, okay. we gotta like plan that because this sucks <laughs> holidays yeah. are fucking hard yeah thanks thanks for listening thanks for listening
1: Adios, I- blowhards.
0: Whoa, bye. Bye, bye, blowhards. Bye, blowhards. What? Oh, okay. Whew. I thought there was like a shadow moving behind me, but it's your arm behind my picture, so I thought it was connected, and I was like, what the fuck is that shadow? My arm? It's your gray shirt. I thought it was a shadow. Uh, oh, ho. That's good. Yeah. I didn't die. It's fine. You didn't die. You're doing great.